Hello, hello, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Chiona Podcast. It's your girl, Sarah So DZ. One thing I do want to address before we even start is hello, your girl got a brand new microphone and oh my gosh, the sound quality. Guys, guys, I somewhat know what I'm doing now and have established a little bit of a setup here. So I mean, when you're listening to this while you're doing your laundry, while you're doing your homework, while you're in the shower, whatever floats your boat home dog, I got you. The sound quality is now going to be elite because of the setup that I got now. Okay, I just wanted to address that really quick. So in 2019, I went to this music festival called Electric Daisy Carnival Orlando, otherwise known as EDC Orlando. And when I came back, a lot of people had questions and asked me, what the heck are you doing in Florida, first of all? And second of all, what the heck are you even doing at these festivals and these shows? It got into that sort of question about why are you super into this rave culture shenanigan thing, whatever you want to call it. And even my parents ask me that too sometimes when I do go to shows like this, especially with the way that I'm dressed a lot of the times. They have a lot of questions and a lot of people in general just have a lot of questions. So my friends... I am here to not only give you the rundown on why I go to these shows and why I do the things that I do, stupid decisions or not, but I also will give you, of course, some stories regarding the very interesting adventures that I've gotten up to while at these festivals and shows. All right, so this started when I was like 18 years old because that was when I had first experienced the like smallest ounce of freedom in my life because for those of you that know me personally y'all know and even now y'all know my parents were really strict on me growing up like if y'all if y'all can relate y'all can relate but if you can't relate then just listen here a lot of times when I would go out I would have to tell my parents where I was going to be who I was going to be with and when I was going to come home like all every single detail that you can imagine about when you're going out is needed from parents like mine because at the time get this this was a time where not everybody had a cell phone obviously now everybody like kids as young as like six seven years old kindergarten pre-k they'll have a cell phone whereas me all throughout high school I did not have a cell phone a majority of my friends did but that's not the point so as a result I had to tell my parents in advance when I'd be going out like I'd have to tell them like where I was going who I was going with if I needed a ride home or if I was getting a ride home like all sorts of details and in retrospect considering the fact that like it's gotten so much worse out there for us ladies out there in terms of like sexual assault and and just being out alone at night I can understand why my parents would worry so much and all that and I'm pretty sure when my niece grows up and is a teenager I'm gonna freak out or if I have my own daughter by then I'm gonna freak out and like want to know like hey like just to make sure that they're okay if they need anything maybe not to the same extent as my parents but what do I know so anyways when I was 18 I started going to these events and shows and whatnot and <laughs> I feel like over a period of time, my reasoning for going to these types of things has changed because like I said, when I was 18, that was when I had first gotten like a minuscule ounce of freedom. And by minuscule ounce of freedom, I mean like not getting a ride to school every day. That was like, for me, that was like a really big step because all the way from kindergarten up until grade 10, 11 is my parents picking me up from school 
every single day and then grade 11 grade 12 a little bit in grade 10 but more so grade 11 and grade 12 is when I would be allowed to walk home by myself to, to yeah so I remember that it was like a super huge deal for me to be able to like take the bus to my university at that time because I just I didn't know what the heck like I didn't know what the heck to do and that's in a separate story I'll talk about that in a separate story but basically all you really need to know is that I had like a small ounce of freedom and because of that (laughs) I thought that that small little sliver spoonful of freedom meant that I could take it by the truckload and really take advantage of the fact that I was free and that I was of legal age and that I could do whatever I wanted and I'm gonna say this as a disclaimer don't be an idiot like me please 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 for the love of god don't be an idiot like me because when I was 18 19 I was very much concerned about living life in the fast lane and just having the absolute time of my life whereas now it's gotten to the point where I'm just like it's 11 30 all right let's go home <laughs> so when I had started going to these shows I was concerned about partying and I was like yes like I'm gonna have the best time blackout all that good stuff right And obviously, when you're that young and stupid, you don't realize what sorts of consequences can come from that. And I don't want to go too much into detail, but I'll give you a little bit of the details. I would get into fights sometimes, or I would just... I would find myself in situations that really, like, if I had thought about it and I'd really looked at the consequences of my actions, then girl, you wouldn't have been in those situations. What are you doing? Please go home, take a nap. But I started going for that reason, majorly only that reason. And then I started to understand, like, I want to say this was around when I was like 20, 21, is when I started to understand, like, hey, these shows are actually to showcase people's music and like really understand what genres are being played here because my first festival was back in 2013 so I was yeah I was just turning 20 and so I remember that it was like it was it was crazy because I'd never seen so many people all at once like just like all gathered together and there were people that were older than like way older than me or at least like it looked like it way older than me or the same age as me and I was like what is this? Like, this is crazy. And I had the time of my life. I had so much fun because I discovered so many amazing new artists just in that one festival, just in that one festival. And then at that point, that's when it just really accelerated because at that point I started discovering more and more artists on YouTube because Spotify wasn't a thing. So I'd search up on YouTube, different artists, and I would go to, what's that website called? A Thousand Track Lists. And it's a website. I'm pretty sure it's still up. Go to a thousand track lists, find a festival that I really liked on YouTube and see what DJ sets there were. And then I could get all the songs that were from that DJ set. I would find them on YouTube or I'd find them on SoundCloud and I'd download it onto my iPod. And that's how I started to develop like more of a taste of what genres I liked, didn't like, blah, blah, blah. And that in itself has shifted over time, I feel, because when I first started out, I was very much into just strictly house music strictly 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 house music and then it shifted from just house music to house music and trap music and then just trap music and then going from trap music to tropical house to deep house to techno to future house like whole bunch of different things like it was just 
So that's 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 in and of itself it shifted. But at the time when I was like 21, 20, between the ages of like 20 to 23 is when I was like, okay, like, yeah, like I'm going because I really like this artist and I really like this music and I hope he plays this at this set and whatnot. So at that point, that was when I started to really like delve myself into the music aspect of things. And then we shift over into what is basically between the ages of like 24, 23, 24, 25, and like maybe a little bit now, but like not really now because I'm in a different phase now. But after that is when I started to go, (laughs) I started to go so often to these shows that I realized, okay, I basically seen everybody that I wanted to see. Because at the time I really was obsessed, well still am, I was obsessed with Dylan Francis and I've already seen the man like four times now at this point. So I mean, really like every single time has been a good time, but you know, when you just like, I don't know, like you're, you're, you're playing the same record over and over again and you're just like, okay, it's time to like branch out and like do something else. So it's kind of shifted from me seeing all the artists that I've wanted to see and then going into this, this, this period of life or this stage of life, (laughs) no pun intended, of going to shows to meet people and just have a good time there and the difference between me at like 19 years old versus me at 24 years old wanting to have a good time is very very significant because me at 19 wanting to have a good time was just I'm gonna have a good time no matter how I'm gonna have a good time you know what I mean like by any means necessary I'm gonna have a good time whereas like at 24 I felt like I was comfortable enough in a space where I could be like okay like I know I'm gonna have a good time regardless of what I do so I mean like I can have a couple drinks or I can you know be entertained without having to do that stuff you know so then we move on to now which is just strictly like I literally will go to these shows because I, again, still do want to meet people, but just altogether, like, it's like a vacation for me. You know what I mean? Like, think of the real world and you're just like, oh, like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to have to deal with this. So when I get to go to shows like this, that for me is just an experience where I get to, especially, especially if I get to go outside of the country let alone let's 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 not even stop there if I get to leave the province if I get to leave the city it's a vacation for me so I think of it in a way that's like okay like I'm gonna get to have some time off from the real world and just escape and be there whatever so the so on top of the fact that I do get to meet new people again it's just an escape where I just get to chill I get to relax. I get to just like not worry about any of my real life, real world stuff. And I get to wear a fabulous outfit while I'm at it. Because let me tell you something. Back in like when I first started going to these shows, I had no idea what to wear. So old pictures of me that you'll see or like that I'll look at. I'm like, girl, what were you wearing, please? Like for the love of God, what were you wearing? But then I see my outfits now and I'm like, wow, girl, like you did that. You made that. You sewed that. Mm, Girls, because let me also clarify something is that back in those days we didn't really have like specific rave shops or like clothing that you could wear specifically to raves obviously now that's changed because now you can find so many different websites or even just like regular mainstream like forever 21 sells festival gear or like even zara sometimes will sell festival gear like you have a lot of these places catering to that market but back then 
nobody knew what the heck to wear or you'd like have to look very very obscurely or you'd have to buy directly from like an Etsy seller which by the way support small businesses support our, our our friends that make all of these amazing things for festivals and stuff like this because hello like talented talented artists exist out there but that's exactly where you had to go at the beginning and then once again when the market shifted and people could find it at this website or they could find it in store at this place at the mall for like ten dollars that's when like the festival i guess festival fashion started to be up and coming and people started actually caring about what they wore so then at that point also right now i do in a way care about what i look like but at the same time i'm kind of like i'm not really gonna go out there to fit in with everybody else and i know a lot of people when they first started doing that that's what their concept was but again i was just discovering these things so i didn't really know any better but like now i kind of just want to wear something that i'm proud to be able to say like hey i sewed this hey i spent three days and hot glued my fingers to the bone making this so please appreciate it for what it is and yeah like I think again when you've gone from this quirky and crazy and just overall like crazy bananas 19 year old to this 26 year old that just wants to wear a cute outfit and have a vacation from life like you can see the contrast and you can feel the contrast you know what I mean and in those what eight those odd eight nine years of doing this stuff let me tell you I have a million and one stories regarding this so buckle up my friends so this was back in 2014 and oh my gosh like saying that out loud and like realizing that it's 2021 and that was like seven years ago it like makes me realize like wow I've been doing this for way too long but anyways <laughs> um this was around the time when I was just starting to recognize artists for the music that they that they made and this is back when for those of you that know if you know you know when spaceman by hardwell was like the biggest track at the time i had it as my ringtone like it was like he was he was peaking at this time like he was peak 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 hardwell and he's still a pretty decent artist i don't really listen to him that much anymore but at this time my cousin and i who are like two years apart by the way we were obsessed we loved this man's music and when we found out he was coming to toronto we lost our minds and we were like yes we're gonna go and get tickets so we got the tickets and this is the problem with living in a city like mine because the weather is extremely unpredictable like i can't even stress to you guys how unpredictable it is it is currently what may right now and a man can still get away with wearing their freaking Canada Goose jacket. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? This weather has been so ugly. Anyways, this was in November. And th- like I said, weather is so unpredictable here. So when it came to wearing something for a festival, you want to wear something that's comfortable and like something that is good for when you're in a crowded place because let me tell you something when you're wearing layers in a crowded ass room with a whole bunch of people it's not a fun time because you get all sweaty and disgusting and you want to rip your shirt off but you can't because that's not I mean you could but I mean that personally I wouldn't do that so (laughs) we were waiting to catch the bus 
to get to the venue and y'all this weather was just so up and down it was raining it was snowing it was hailing like it was just next level weather that I think God was just trying to say like hey y'all chill out like why are you (laughs) why are y'all walking around the streets of Etobicoke (laughs) with shorts on and a t-shirt and like a dinky ass sweater like because we knew like it was going to be semi-cold because it's november so we brought sweaters and so like they were but they were like ugly like dinky sweaters like did not cover us that much at all we were freezing our butts off yo and we (laughs) yo we were waiting at the bus stop for like 45 minutes dog and the bus still didn't show up my cousin and I are freezing our butts off and chattering and and all that and she goes yo like I don't even care I'm gonna walk to the venue I was like bro that's like a far walk and I realized I was like yo we either wait for this bus that's gonna take forever because like there was like I don't even know freaking the day after tomorrow outside we either wait for this bus to come and we miss the show or like we miss part of the show or we walk it and we make it there on time so we had to make a snap decision at that point and yes my friends we walked god it felt like it felt like an eternity walking there we walked so far from the bus stop to the venue freezing our butts off and get this so we get in line and we're still freezing whatever right and then we finally get to the front of the front of like the entrance and then the guy says oh like do you want to do coat check <laughs> my cousin's like should we do it should we do it and we asked <laughs> i think it this was just like a combination of us like being so frustrated with like everything and then on top of the fact that it was cold and just like a whole combination of things but the guy asked us like do you want to do coat check and we were like okay how much is it y'all <laughs> both of us heard the man say five dollars per coat we we're like hell nah <laughs> holding on to our dinky sweaters and so <laughs> we walk inside the venue and we dash i'm not like because there this venue was fairly big so it was just like an open open arena so there weren't any seats or anything like that like it was just people standing so like we literally dashed our sweaters in the corner of the venue just dashed them there okay and <laughs> We dashed them there and we made our way to the front where the rails were. And as a raver, y'all, y'all can either be super comfortable with being at the rail because that's the, that's the part where you're like surrounded and like, it's not for the claustrophobic. Let me just say that you can be okay with it like that, or you can just be in the back, which is where I usually am. Cause then it just gives me space to dance, but you can be in the back, not worrying about like super crowded places or people and all that which in retrospect like I'm starting to think like how did we ever live our lives like that because like I see videos or I see pictures of us in like crowds full of people and I'm like like given the situation right now like can you imagine being in a crowd full of people I think we've been so conditioned that like social distancing needs to be a thing that now when I reminisce on this very very moment where my cousin and I were literally at the front getting squashed by people taller than us and here's the thing my cousin she's tiny me I'm five foot seven so I mean like there's a bit of like a difference there but I mean even with me there were people that were taller than me just like towering over us and like squishing us at the front oh my gosh but it was worth it because we got to see Hardwell like right there (laughs) right in front of us all right so I'm gonna just start this off by saying that I don't condone violence 
all right? I do not condone violence. Now, with that being said, this is a story about the time that I did choose violence. (laughs) I was young and stupid and just made really poor choices. And this is, well, you guessed it, at the beginning of when I started raving and going to shows like this. So... I have since learned that people are not worth the time, the effort, or the strength that you have to stick it where the sun doesn't shine or to send them off into orbit and whoop their butt. I was 19 at the time, like I said, and this is when government, for those of you living in the GTA, you already know the government was popping back in the day, but it was kind of ghetto, not gonna lie. But um, my friend and I went to the government to go and watch this DJ perform. And we were really excited because, again, this was when I was like just starting to shift from living life in the fast lane to actually recognizing artists and actually wanting to go to shows because I recognize the artist's music. So anyways, we get there and, oh, yo, gov memories. Any club in general in downtown Toronto or probably just anywhere, yo, The prices that you have to pay for drinks are ridiculous, especially if it's like on a hot night or if it's at an event, they hike up the price even more. You're out here paying like $12 for a dinky little stinky little drink that'll only give you like the tiniest of buzzes. But anyways, we got some drinks, we were chilling, having fun. The DJ still hasn't come on yet. So we're like, all right, well, whatever, just chilling. So then all of a sudden we were like, okay, let's go to the washroom before we um let's go to the washroom before we watch the djs perform and my friend was like okay like that's cool like let's go so we go to the washroom we line up there's a long ass line and in these places you're bound to run into somebody that is not having a good time and is going to make sure that everybody else doesn't have a good time but you have one of two options my friends you either A, ignore them, or B, you confront them. And guys, let's guess. Let's just take a wild guess as to what Sarah Sodizi, 19-year-old Sarah Sodizi, decided to do that very, very fateful night. Yes, well, choosing violence is the title of this, isn't it? So we get to the front of the line, and finally I go inside one of the stalls and ask my friend, I was like, hey, like if you want, once I'm done, you can come inside and use the washroom. It only makes sense, right? Because we're both waiting in the same position in line, right? Whew, okay, apparently that doesn't rub people the right way because when I was still in the stall, all of a sudden I hear my friend talking to somebody else and I was like, yo, relax, relax, relax. And I'm like, who's she talking to? We don't know anybody else here. And then all of a sudden I hear like just banging on the stall door, just boom, 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 like just stomping. And I was like, who the hell is doing that? And I start yelling. I'm like, who the hell is doing that? And I call out to my friend. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And my friend's like, yo, tell this girl to chill out, blah, blah, blah. And I, and at that point, I was like, ooh, okay, so this is somebody that we don't know that's trying to mess around and trying to ruin things. Okay, cool, whatever, right? So as I'm finishing up in the bathroom, oof, this girl starts banging on the stall door even more. But at this point, she starts using her foot and finally managed to kick down the door or like kick open the stall door because like the stall, I, I guess the lock wasn't that secure. I don't even know. But thank goodness I had finished already but like I freaked out because she was like pushing my friend away and started yelling at me saying how we were taking too long and we were taking people's spots in line blah blah like all kinds of nonsense okay and 
Like I said, guys, I had one of two choices. I could either A, ignore it, just go wash my hands, go and leave the washroom, have a good time. I could have seen the DJ that night. But, oh, I don't know what really set me off. Is, is it the fact that, like, she hurt my friend or, like, she tried to hurt my friend or just the fact that she was, like, instigating something and was kind of asking for it at that point? I don't know what it was, guys. But nonetheless... Sarah Sodizi at 19 years old chose violence that day and I'm not gonna give you the gritty ditty dirty dirty details of that because I personally don't even remember all I do remember is getting picked up by these gigantic bouncers and getting thrown out of the club and one of my lashes was falling off of my eyeball so (laughs) that was literally the only thing that I pretty much remember I don't know if I won I don't know if she won I didn't have a scratch on me so I'm assuming that nothing happened to me but Oh, my friend was so pissed afterwards because she was like, Sarah, you could have just walked away. We could have just ignored her, but you had to go and fight her. Why would you do that? And listen, y'all, I'm very protective of my friends, okay? So in a way, like, yes, I regret what I did because that's like a very stupid move, especially if you're spending your hard-earned money to go somewhere. You don't want to waste it by getting kicked out like a couple you know, like an hour or two and you don't want to, you don't want to waste your money like that. But at the same time, I'm very protective about the people that I care about. So at shows and things like that, I turn into everybody's mom, like whether or not it's somebody that I need to take care of when they're drunk or when they've taken certain illegal substances or anything to do with that stuff. Like I become a very protective person. So if anybody tries to screw around with that, like I am a no nonsense person. (laughs) That being said, I usually, like 99% of the time, things like that could easily be solved if you just walk away. If you just walk away, you ignore it, you don't engage with a person like that because honestly, it's like talking to a brick wall. That person's always going to think that they're right and you're going to think that you're right. There is nothing that is going to be solved unless you walk away. So the lesson that I have learned from this altercation and altogether just festival etiquette in general is please don't start a fight with somebody that you don't know or even somebody that you do know please I know it sounds really stupid and really easy to do and when you're in the moment and you're rattled like that obviously the first thing you want to do is attack somebody but it's not going to do anybody any good so anyways guys moral of the story is is just don't make stupid decisions please like me don't don't make stupid decisions yes they make for really great stories but I kind of again wish that I'd been a little bit smarter in terms of my choices when it came to things like this I have so many stories regarding the festivals that I've been to because like I said I've been doing this for a very long time and I've made some smart decisions and not so smart decisions so if you want to hear all of that well then you should follow along and and enjoy the ride because my friends I'm pretty sure we're gonna have another episode that is also again documenting my experiences as a rave bay and to explain a little bit further rave bay is like it's just kind of one of those things where people who are in the scene will understand that oh she goes to shows and she goes to raves and she goes to festivals and things like that and listens to electronic dance music that's basically what it is but if you have any other questions that you want to ask me whether they're edm related or not then you can hit me up on instagram at so <laughs> a lot of you guys are requesting stuff regarding juan pablo because that was a really juicy one and to be honest with you like i don't blame you because i love telling i love telling that story because that was probably one of the one relationships that i've 
one of the one I just realized that I said that one of the relationships that I learned the most from so just to stick around in the near future yes we will have more information on Juan Pablo but again I am going to disclaim this eight billion gajillion zillion times as I am not here to taint anybody's reputation I'm not here to slander anybody except for myself because obviously I can understand and interpret and hurt my own feelings whereas other people I cannot do that I just want to make that abundantly clear and for those of you that are trying to decipher people's names stop doing that that's not the point of this the point of this is that I have learned from my mistakes I have learned lessons that I am going to carry throughout my life so please guys don't ask me who is who because I will not tell you who they are thank you thank you thank you so much as always black lives matter indigenous lives matter immigrant lives matter and God loves you so very much. Okay, bye.